friends, I'm Katie Brinkley, and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. This podcast is all about helping Colorado-based small business owners, entrepreneurs, realtors, and professionals discover the strategies and systems that take their marketing to all new heights. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to Rocky Mountain Marketing. Today, my guest is Rachel B. Lee. Rachel is a fearless lady boss. After receiving her MBA from the University of Texas, Austin McCombs School of Business, she entered the technology industry at Microsoft. Rachel achieved over a billion impressions, yes, billion with a B, in 2017 as the social lead for Microsoft Inspire and won the Speaker Excellence Award in 2018 for her session on modern selling and LinkedIn. She has now left corporate to be co-owner and CMO of Standout Authority, helping people create their personal brands, grow their influence, and drive new opportunities through real human connections and the power of LinkedIn. Rachel, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Katie. Great to be here. Now, Rachel, you and I did get the opportunity to meet on a good old clubhouse. We were talking about clubhouse earlier, and I've had the opportunity to hear you speak a lot about LinkedIn and uh, personal branding. So those are the two topics that we're going to dive deep into today. But before we start talking about that, I want to hear a little bit about you in your corporate world, because it sounds like it was a pretty cushy job and, and to leave it, that had to be intimidating. Absolutely. I am that overachiever. I'm that ambitious lady boss. Yes. I identify as a lady and, and I love being a strong woman in in the business world. And I've always, my whole life has been what's next, right? If I've never done an MBA, nobody in my family has, huh? like maybe I should explore that, right? You put it in my head, I go after it. That's kind of how I entered into getting an MBA. I knew I wanted to work on corporate brands. For me, marketing the reason why I love marketing, I've always been doing marketing and business, undergrad, everything is because it's about people. It's really about how do you understand a person and find a way to connect with them through your product or service, right? I mean, and that's, that's really what branding is about. And so my whole life has been centered around, well, am I going to climb the ladder and, and be a C-level? I always have had the entrepreneurial bug in me. My um, grandfather started his own accounting business management firm. My dad took that over. So always had the entrepreneurial spirit. And what happened for me was that as I achieved the MBA and I achieved the big cushy job at Microsoft and then Gartner, which is a $4 billion, $5 billion company in IT research and consulting, is that I didn't feel purposeful and passionate. It wasn't that I didn't love the idea of what we were doing or the people that I was around, although some places the people were better than others and teams. I felt like for me, Rachel B. Lee, that my purpose was much more than being part of a corporate dynamic that was not in touch with the customer as much. I I wasn't face-to-face. And I really just had that sinking feeling in my stomach, Katie. I knew, I was like, okay, either we keep going, we climb the corporate ladder. And and they said to me, you know, you you have the capability to rise, 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 you know, keep going up promotion, promotion, 
or do I leave and start my own thing? And after really doing some, the deep inner work, which personal branding is all about inner work, realized that the way that I can serve others and share my authentic voice was not going to be inside of a corporate environment. And I had to leave and take that entrepreneurship journey. I had to do it like now, (laughs) you know, I, I didn't think it would happen as quickly as it did. As soon as I set those intentions one year ago today, one year ago, I started to think I'm leaving corporate. There's something bigger for my life. And I was manifesting and setting that intention within five months. I, my last day at Gartner happened. So, you know, I think that everybody's story is different for me, my design as a human, I just, no matter what money, what opportunity job, that purpose and that passion is so important into why I'm here on this planet. And I believe that everybody feels that way. And most people are really unhappy in their jobs and unhappy right now and leaving all these jobs because they don't feel an emotional connection, right? So entrepreneurship and working with my husband, who is a 20 plus year entrepreneur, really has allowed me to expand and and that anything is possible and create and really be in touch with humans in a one-on-one basis and support people in building their voice and, and being heard and being seen. Wow. Rachel, I love that you said too, that you've always had that entrepreneur bug inside you, but didn't really realize it. And I'm the exact same way. I went to college. I went into radio. I then was, went into marketing and everything. I obviously, I mean, I had my, my dream job. I say I had my dream job three times and, but nothing has fulfilled me as much as being an entrepreneur. And looking back, I was like, well, of course I'm an entrepreneur. You know, my dad had his own business and you know, I was creating my own business when I was like 10, I was making art and, you know, trying to sell it on the street corner instead of lemonade. I was selling art, but I mean, like there, I think some of us just have that entrepreneur spirit within us. And we always hear you have to go to college. You have to get this job. What do you want to be when you grow up? And not very many people say, I want to start my own business. And it's, it's more, I think it's becoming more common where you can do anything. You know, if you want to do this, sure you can. Whereas not very many, as many people are saying like, oh, well, you need to go to school and become a doctor or a lawyer or whatever. If you want to start your own business, I think that a lot more children are being raised to kind of think outside the box with being an entrepreneur. Now you mentioned your husband, Joshua B. Lee. He is the co-owner of Standout Authority. Just tell us a little bit about what Standout Authority is. Yeah. So Josh is actually, he started Standout Authority several years ago. It was one of the several companies he owned. His 20 plus years really started in online advertising. He was at the cusp of when online advertising started working with MySpace and big companies doing, you know, arbitrage, buying, selling, making a shit ton of money. We love to curse on them. I won't curse so much. Um, You're good. You're good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And he realized that, that, that it wasn't fulfilling, right? Just ad spent and um, really monetizing wasn't fulfilling for him. And standout authority became what it is today, which is really all about being human online again. And we are behind the thought leaders, some of the best C-level executives, business owners, entrepreneurs, we're behind them, leading their executive communication, leading their voice, their personal brand, and bringing 
that perspective, that thought leadership to market on LinkedIn. So, and we do that literally on a one-on-one basis with top level executives, business owners, entrepreneurs, and then we also do training. So, you know, we met on Clubhouse, that's sort of top of the funnel awareness building platform for Josh and I to really bring awareness and to train people on what does it mean to position yourself, to have a position in the market, create that narrative, and then actually tactfully do it on LinkedIn. We think that LinkedIn is the best platform and vehicle for a professional business conversation to grow opportunities where the real money, where real, the biggest, best decision makers are, that that's on LinkedIn. You know, that this is the place where the money is at. And so that's where our focus has been. We're working with the LinkedIn creator program and really staying in close lock with where the platform is going because it is going in a place that serves people like you and I a lot more and not just a place where you put your resume and you get hired, which it is all of that too. I work with, <laughs> a, you know, work with students still. I, I work with students at the University of Texas McComb School of Business still and MS students. And it's, that's a whole other conversation, right? How do you use it to get a job, to get promoted? So there's still a lot of, that's all, it's all about that as well. And now it's also become a creator platform. Well, and Rachel, you, you brought up so many good points here and I didn't want to, to interject, but the very first thing I want to talk about is that you said, it's not just a place for you to go in, and find a job and put your resume. And I think that if people still think that with LinkedIn is like, oh, my husband, one of them, um, you know, I'm like, Hey, let's get you going on LinkedIn. He's like, hi, I don't need a new job. I'm like, well, no, no, you, you need to have that awareness. And so I think that a lot of people, again, still think that it is just that online resume, or if you're looking for a job, that's what you do is you just put it there and, and they couldn't be more wrong. Yeah. Couldn't be more wrong. You know, LinkedIn is 18, 19 years old at this point. It has four core business units. One of them is around recruiting, which is 50, 60% of the business and really how it started, but marketing solutions, sales solutions, and learning. So just when Josh and I talk about LinkedIn, we, we talk about this in a very business-minded, smart sense. I worked at Microsoft. I was at Microsoft when the acquisition came through. $26 billion, Microsoft acquired LinkedIn. Most people don't even realize that. So what are you going to bet on? I'm pretty sure Microsoft is, if it's not the top three, I, I need to look at the you know to Fortune 500, but it, it is outpacing. It's like Amazon, Google, you know, all of the, the tech companies sort of battling each other out in the technology cloud market. I say all of that because LinkedIn is now part of Microsoft. So that creates a lot of new and interesting opportunities in terms of integrations, productivity, all of that. And really about empowering, LinkedIn is about empowering the global workforce. Microsoft is empowering every person on the planet to achieve more. So when I think about just the overall, like, huh, where are you going to put bet, right? Like, where do I want to spend my time? I think about, wow, there's a huge vision behind LinkedIn with Microsoft. And yes, recruiting, it's at, yes, it is a place to put your resume, but I'm sorry, like if you are looking for jobs in 2022 and you think that your resume is going to get you in, good luck, kiddo. Like, that is not how recruiting is happening right now. 
recruiting, the resume is like the submission and the hiring managers doing their quick scan with the computers to see if you've hit the mark. The next piece of that is how is this person showing up on LinkedIn? They're looking at, I've been hiring. I've been hired in corporate and I've been a hiring manager in corporate. And I continue to coach and work with the students who are in the recruiting process, the MBAs. And and so it is so much about how are you presenting yourself? Your resume really does nothing, but your LinkedIn profile can actually show who this person is. I can learn beyond what she's done. I can learn why she's done it. And I can look into the content that she's producing to help really build out that story. So the other thing I want to just bring up, Katie, because I know I'm on my soapbox now, is most people don't realize with LinkedIn that it is highly Google indexed. So from an SEO perspective, which means organic search, I know there's a lot of people listening that are smart and know digital marketing. A lot don't even know what SEO means. When you go onto Google, what shows up when you click on the whatever personal branding expert? Is Rachel going to show up? Is Katie going to show up? Right? It is 100% optimized LinkedIn for Google. So what that means is, and they actually this summer started to index posts. So not only are your articles and newsletters, but your posts are now indexable on Google. So I'm getting a lot of juice out of what I put on LinkedIn, not just for the people that are on LinkedIn, but for the people that are searching on Google. And let's be honest, everybody's searching on Google. And we've actually seen some really interesting case studies. And, um, you know, David Tutera, that is mm-hmm. Tutera. Yeah. Yeah. Tutera, we, he literally took a blog that was on his website, took the same blog, put it on an article on LinkedIn. He started to show up number one on the Google search. So for you smart marketing folks, <laughs> I think about how do I get the most out of my content and my reach? It's on LinkedIn. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that too, one of the things that I've, I've learned is if someone says, okay, I'm, I'll be on social media, Katie. And then they, they're on Instagram. That is fantastic. And then they decide, okay, I'm going to add on Facebook too. Okay. I always try to recommend to diversify away from just going all in on Uh, Mark Zuckerberg or all in on Microsoft. So if you are only going to be on one social media platform or two social media platforms, it makes sense to diversify LinkedIn and Instagram. Two of the, I think one of the best places for organic search still um, are those two platforms. I want to touch on too, Rachel, what if somebody is a business owner, or I know you work with a lot of executives and managers, but as a business owner, why would they want to have a strong presence, a strong personal brand over on LinkedIn or, or on any social media platform? Why do they want to have a personal brand? Shouldn't they be focusing on their business? You mean the company brand? Yeah. Well, you know, listen, I've run polls on this and everybody says, I ask people, what do you think? Because I do social listening. Do you focus on company brand or personal brand? 70-30, personal brand, right? Even, and I'm talking about the leading experts, branding people at companies like Microsoft, okay? Who are running the brands. And if they had to choose, they'd choose a personal brand. You know why? Because we are in a massive transformation right now. Our world has drastically changed and will continue to because we are in the digital revolution. And the pace of change, what we've experienced in the last 20 years in terms of 
innovation, technology, I mean, forget like humanity and what, you know, COVID and all that is like unspeakable, right? And so we are writing the story now for the next 40 years, right? And so what that means is that people are now actually at the top of the list for who's controlling everything. They talk, we're going to talk about the creator economy in a few weeks when we have our you know, community call, right? Like this is where it's going because people now are creating content like Cray Cray. They want to own their content. They want to own their IP. They want to own their own ideas and they want to make money off of it. They don't want, when you think about it, like here we are on Clubhouse and LinkedIn, all these Instagram, we don't own shit. No, we don't get paid for my content. I am, remember, we are the user. We are the user, which means they get to use and abuse us. Would they make money off of us? LinkedIn a little bit less so because it's products, but Facebook and Instagram, they're making money off of your ad spend, your data. It's just fact. So because of that, people have now become at the vocal point in every company. In every company, or you're, if you're a business owner, I want to talk to you. I want to know why you created that company. I want to know why I should buy from you, CEO, you entrepreneur. I don't care if your business is five people, one people, or 500 people. We want to know who's working there. We want to know who's leading the company. And what do you have to say? That is what is going to attract me to actually purchase. I'm doing an article right now on thought leadership. And there's been studies that have done by LinkedIn, Edelman, et cetera. They saw that huge increase in purchasing by business decision makers because of the content they're seeing from the thought leaders in different companies. It's changed. Things have changed. This isn't 20 years ago or even 50 years ago, right? Like now we humans, while we're being really controlled, we're sort of also breaking free. And I think that just means that no matter what, you have a brand, you have a personal brand, and it's your opportunity to really use it because this whole authenticity thing that people keep talking about, the only way something can be authentic is through a human voice. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. The opportunity to hear someone speak can move relationships at lightning speed. And I feel like, like I said, before I hit record here, I said, Rachel, I can't believe this is the first time you and I are actually seeing each other. It feels like I'm just getting together with an old friend um, that I haven't talked to in a minute, but this is the first time that we've, we've actually had a face-to-face conversation. And it's because of the power of a voice and hearing someone speak. And I think that a lot of entrepreneurs and, and business owners are still like, well, you know, there's a lot of people behind the business. There's a lot of people behind the brand, but you have a lot of knowledge. You have a lot to offer. And there's a reason why you decided to go down this path. And everyone loves to hear a story and they love to learn. And one thing that you have done in your career can help somebody go from step A to to C or to D or F you know, they can help them skip the line a little bit by sharing your story and different thoughts and experiences that you have had. I know that a lot of people with the personal branding, they're like, oh, so wait, so I have to like go get pictures or how do I even start like with a personal brand? What would you say if they're like, okay, Rachel, you're kind of convincing me that I need to start showing up and and not just doing a whole bunch of 
business, corporate branding, I need to start doing some personal brand. What would you say their first step should be? Go on LinkedIn. (laughs) Well, listen, I'll take Instagram too. Fine. Cause fine. We'll take the both of them. (laughs) And first thing is that you need to understand, think about what do I want to say? What do I want to be known for? What am I really good at that? I have a perspective that I can even create content, right? And you don't have to create that much content to be look legit and trustworthy and attract people, right? Like I think people get really stressed out and I, I am one of those two. I'm like, Oh, so much content, but like, it's okay. Like you can post like a few times a week and be good enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. That headshot, right. And all, all of the, well, we won't get into visual identity because that's where I think people start getting overwhelmed. Yes. A headshot really starts is what do you want to be known for? Where I start when I'm working with people, when I do my personal branding workshops, when people come and do training or clients to say, I break it down into four pieces to define, to, so you can define what is your value proposition. So the same way in which I built company brand value propositions, which is your really like why people should work with you. Like what, that's what it is. Value proposition. I do that on a personal brand level. So I look at what are your skills? What hard skills do you have? So when I'm working with people and they tell me I'm really gritty, I'm really resilient. That's subjective. That's not a hard skill. It's a great skill. (laughs) It's a soft skill, but like truly when I'm building a personal brand, it must be credible and trustworthy. And so that when it comes to a personal brand is based off of your skills and your experiences, that's comparable to like the features and benefits of what service you're offering. Right? So what are your skills? For instance, one of mine is communication. Thus I'm here speaking. (laughs) Right. I have something in common there, Rachel. (laughs) Yeah. Katie, guess what? One of your skills is communication too. (laughs) So, you know, what are your skills? Who is your audience? This is a big one. I think that people, and you tell me, Katie, you know, people will say, well, I want to attract this kind of person. I'm looking to attract millennial women that are moms and da, 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 right? And then you look at them and they're not a mom. They're not a millennial. They're not a woman, right? They're, (laughs) right? And so when it comes to personal branding, your audience is who can relate to your background, your experience. And that doesn't mean looks like you necessarily, but it means you have shared experiences. Mm -hmm. So people are usually going after these aspirational clients and they're like, why won't they come to me? Well, you have no credibility. Mm -hmm. You don't have customer testimonials like that yet. So we first, you're target bullseye is going to be people that can truly relate to your background, your experiences, and that can buy from you, which means they trust you. So your audience, then what is your differentiation? Differentiation is the most important piece of branding period. Cause there's a lot of people doing the same thing. And so your differentiation, when it comes to building your personal brand, when it comes to building your persona out there is going to happen through what experiences have you had that are different than others? So for instance, Katie, um, you've been on TV, right? Yeah. So I used to be a radio reporter. Okay. Radio reporter, pretty great differentiator for you. I cannot say that I've been a radio reporter. We both can say we know personal branding, 
but I cannot say I've been a radio reporter. And I can say I have an MBA and I was in corporate. And I don't think you had a corporate job. Um, I did have a corporate job, but I I don't have an MBA. Nope. You don't have an MBA, right? So some people will say, I speak five languages. Huh, that's amazing. Yeah. A lot of times people actually don't realize they're different. I find this in particular with women. I find this a lot with working professionals, find this a lot with people recruiting. They're like, I'm no different than anybody else. Well, languages you speak, your first generation, you're born in a different country, sports you've played. I mean, there's all sorts of things that make you different so that your audience can relate to you. And lastly, what are you passionate about? And Katie, I think this is most important in building a personal brand because it's not just how people see you, it's how you see yourself. And we started this conversation about, you know, leaving this cushion job to be an entrepreneur. It was because of this passion piece. It was because I didn't feel fulfilled. Like you said, Mm -hmm. that fulfillment, that purpose, that passion, many people can be passionate about the companies that they work for. That's great. Most companies need to figure out how they can get their people more passionate about what What (laughs) they're doing. That's a big problem. Most people don't give a shit about the companies, what they're doing, but that's my other soapbox. So what is your passion? And, and you can figure this out by really understanding what gives you energy. When are you lit up? What are people, when you ask people, what are my superpowers? That's where you start to understand. And I think some people are like, well, I'm really passionate about like cooking food. That might be the case. Are you going to make money off of that? Maybe, <laughs> maybe you are. Maybe the passion, if cooking food has nothing to do in your and you're like a finance kind of person, maybe you can use that cooking food passion to help tell your story, to help draw analogies, to help humanize you, right? So all of those four elements to me are where you start to think about how do I want to position myself and you create your personal brand statement, your value proposition. So for me, I help people and businesses find their voice, build their confidence, and grow their influence so they can change the world. And I do branding and I talk about personal branding all the time. It took me a long time though, to get there, Katie. Oh yeah. I think that that's exactly what you're saying, Rachel. It's a lot of people say, oh, I'm, I'm not special. There's really nothing different about me, but the way you broke it down, there's little things that make you unique. And honestly, I was that same way. And I was like, well, I mean, I, I don't know, nothing really spectacular about me. But then once I started, well, yeah, I, I was, I did, was a locker room reporter. It's pretty cool because it was back before a lot of women were in the locker room doing sports reporting. Oh yeah. Well, I did play collegiate softball. Like it was all these different things that I didn't realize that it was some, a different way to connect with someone until you start sharing your story and start speaking. And that all happens when you start embracing yourself as the brand and, and growing your personal brand. Yeah. And I love like you just said that you played collegiate softball. I didn't play collegiate softball, but I was super into softball varsity and played my whole like six until 18. Right. And so immediately now we can have conversations around softball and people will forget to put that on their LinkedIn profile. They'll forget to even put up that in the resume, right. Where it says interests things you like to do. I love that section of the resume. It's like my favorite part. (laughs) Here's all the boring stuff. What do they like? You know, but like those pieces are often left out. And as we think about this humanity coming back 
<laughs> which it is. People want to connect with other people. People buy from other people. People hire from other people. Those little pieces of information that you totally don't realize matter, matter. And in a social media world where you have to break through and break through fast, it's those little tidbits in the visuals, in the copy, in the daily content that bring on one extra follower, one person, one person, and one person. And it's an everyday process. And I, you know, Josh and I say this a lot, like if I can touch one person today or whoever, I don't know how many people will listen to this. It could be two people, it could be 30,000. I have no idea. But if one person can walk away and say, huh, I learned something or she helped me. I'm like, that's that I'm good. I've served. I'm mm-hmm. doing the right thing. One person, one person, can I make a difference and touch them today? Then I fulfill my passion. I'm doing the right things. And that's why I wanted you on the, the podcast here, Rachel, because that is the whole basis of my podcast. Um, you know, like I've, I've said before on, on the show here, if it was not for people giving me the gift of their time and just sharing, you know, this is the mistake I made, or this is what's helped me, I wouldn't be where I am today. So that is entirely the whole basis of the show to help people learn and continue growing. I, I can't thank you enough for coming on today. And, and like I said, it, it does feel great to actually see you and have a conversation because we've We've spoken together so many times and it's just like connecting with an old friend again. Before we finish up, is there anything I didn't ask about during today's discussion that you think is important to share, important for people to walk away with? I mean, we just scratched the surface, you know, and I think what matters is that you realize that you matter and that if there's any time to start putting yourself out there and getting a little uncomfortable, now is the time. And that all of us have started from nothing. And I don't even consider myself like that anything really. And every day I keep putting myself out there, more opportunity comes. The more that I am very in touch with who I am, that's why this work for me, the reason why I left corporate, the reason why I do personal branding, it's the way it's coined is because ultimately it's about people fulfilling their purpose and serving others. And we need so much of that right now. We need people to stand for others. We need people to light up other people's souls. We need people to be honest. We need people to care, (laughs) right? And that if you come from a place of that, everything is possible and anything is possible. And the personal branding work will get you there, right? It will get you there. We'll help firm it up. And then of course, you know, LinkedIn is where we believe so much passion. We have so much passion about if you're listening, please connect with me, the Rachel B. Lee on Instagram, everywhere. Rachel B. Lee on LinkedIn. I would love to hear from you. We have an awesome workshop coming up. We're, we're totally changing the game this year with Josh and I um, providing more free opportunities and more intimate opportunities. So we'd love to just meet you and LinkedIn where it's at. So get your butt on. <laughs> yeah, I, I 100% agree. I think LinkedIn is kind of, I don't know why it, it feels like a lot of people just kind of write it off, but it is one of my favorite social, social platforms. And I do follow you and you do give a ton of free advice and uh, tips and, you know, you go live on there. So again, if you are not connected with Rachel on LinkedIn, check her out, Rachel B. Lee, her, all of her contact information will be in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. 
Rachel, again, thank you again so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I love that Rachel was able to come on and talk about how you are the brand. I know that it's hard to kind of wrap your head around. Well, wait a second. You know, I spent all that money on a logo and brand colors and fonts. Now you're saying that I should, I should be the brand and personal branding is everything. People want to buy from people. People want to do business with other people. And unless you have the, the Nike swoosh or, uh, I can't even think of another, the, the Apple half eaten apple as your logo, your logo is still extremely important, but how are you showing up? People want to hear your story. And when the more you share, the more people understand about you and, and your background and, and your experiences, they're going to connect with you and they're going to want to do business with you. If you're not spending time on LinkedIn, building out your personal brand, making those connections, have today be the day that you start. Because as I said during the show, I think that LinkedIn does get a little bit of a bad rap. It's not just an online resume anymore. It is a fantastic space for you to network and meet new people and grow your personal brand. Tell your story because that's what people want from your business. They want to hear from you. Why do you do what you do? Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. As always, I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website at www.nextstepssocialcommunications.com, connect with me on LinkedIn, or check me out on Instagram. Let's keep taking your marketing to new heights.